welcome to My Strength and My Shield, a podcast about spiritual and self-care. My name is Nisi, and this is episode 75, Preparing for Change. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Whether it's your first time listening or you've been here before, I'm happy to have you here as we both move forward prioritizing our spiritual and self-care. I'm coming to you today in a new season. This episode is coming out the day after my birthday, which was March 30th. It's my second birthday during the panorama, and it's wild because I could have sworn that I just turned 30, and now I'm well beyond that. This is also wild because I'm both proud of where I am in life and also so ready to approach the next steps. If you enjoy the podcast and you haven't done so already, to celebrate my birthday, could you leave a rating and comment on iTunes about how you enjoy the show? You guys know that this podcast is a passion of mine. I love putting in work and connecting with all of you. I love hearing and seeing how you enjoy the podcast too. So seeing some new comments and ratings would really make me smile. And while you're there, go ahead and follow us on Instagram. Things are changing over there as well. So be sure to listen all the way to the end of this episode to find out more ways to connect and to see more ways that the podcast is changing and growing. Today's episode, I wanted to talk about preparing for change. There are moments in my life when I can distinctly feel a shift. I can feel God letting me know that I need to get ready for something big because something big is coming. For me, I'm feeling that shift. Maybe it's because it was just my birthday. Maybe it's because I just got my first shot of the vaccine and I can feel that this pandemic is shifting in the U.S., that it's, it's making a turn, that we're, we're coming out on the other side of it. Maybe it's because my husband and I are praying and preparing for the eventual expansion of our family someplace in the future. Maybe it's because it's finally spring and my seasonal affective disorder is finally lifting and it's no longer going to be dark at four o'clock in the afternoon. But mostly, I can feel God tapping me on my shoulder asking, are you ready? Because if you're not, you need to get ready. For what? I don't know. But now is the time to buckle down, to prepare for that shift and invite God to help me grow, to meet whatever challenge he places in front of me. So that's what we'll be discussing today, beloved. This is truly an on-time topic for me, and I pray that it will be for you as well. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, I want to first begin with prayer. If you can, stop what you're doing, close your eyes, and sit in this moment as we invite God into this conversation. Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you for the blessing of change. There are times in our lives when we can feel so anxious because we don't know what's next. But we have to take some time to thank you for change. If there was never room for improvement, if there was never an opportunity for something new, then every mistake that we had in our past would define our future. You let us know that every creature who is new in Christ is a new being. Every day we wake up is a new opportunity to change, to shift, to grow, to mold. And we thank you for that. We thank you that we are not the same person we were one year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. That you're constantly opening up doors and giving us the opportunity to change and also to rise to the occasion of whatever challenge you put in front of us. So thank you, Lord. We come to you even though we might feel overwhelmed or anxious about what's coming next, we're taking a moment to say thank you. Thank you for not allowing us to sit in our mistakes, to sit in our bad choices, but giving us a new day, a new opportunity. Thank you for the breath in our lungs, the blood in our veins, the spirit in our heart, the conviction to seek your face, dear Lord. Thank you for making sure that we don't have to go through this process alone, because even though we know that we shouldn't be afraid, you also know that we're human 
And you also know that sometimes change is scary. Thank you for providing us with a space to have a conversation about preparing for change. And thank you for being a loving, kind, generous God who lets us know that we don't have to do this alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, it's one thing to know that change is coming. It's a whole different ballgame when you don't even know what that change is. Like I said, I can literally feel the shift and God is telling me to get ready, but I don't yet have clarity on what I'm getting ready for. We can get that anxious feeling, especially if we felt stagnant or stuck in one spot. We anxiously want to take that next step, but we hesitate because we don't know what the next step is. Is it a new job, a new opportunity, a new relationship, a new season of clarity? We often want God to tell us exactly what's coming next. And because God is God, he will share as little or as much as he wants. And ultimately, in walking by faith, we say to God, I don't know what happens next, Lord, but I trust you and I'm getting ready. So what does preparing for change look like? How do we get ready for a shift when we sometimes don't even know what that shift will be? Or better yet, even if we know what that shift is, how do we get ready without becoming so overwhelmed that anxiety takes more importance than the promise? So there's a couple of things, a couple of points that I want to share with you. And so number one is take internal inventory of your life in this present moment. Take an internal inventory of your life in this present moment. Now, this point is a important place to start because sometimes we can be so concerned with our mistakes of the past or anxious about our future that we don't take time to just sit still and to say, where am I? What's going on with me? What are the things that are important to me right now in this moment? And also what's important to God in this moment? We have to take a moment to pray. Take a moment to examine where we are and pray for God to show us the areas of our lives that need attention. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Again, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. We are often tempted to focus on things in life that are not important to God. We can find ourselves being pushed and pulled by society and the times that we're in, fooling us into feeling like we're moving forward, But really, we're stagnant because we're not moving forward in the areas that God wants us to grow. Like it says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, there is no struggle that you're dealing with that God hasn't seen. And there's no struggle that God doesn't provide an escape from. So take some time to look inwardly and examine what are the things that we need to work on. Not based on anyone else, but based on God. What are the areas that you're still struggling with that leaves you feeling stuck? Is it your self-esteem? Is it jealousy? Is it procrastination? Is it not believing in yourself? Is it trusting God? Focus less on what goals you have, as in, you know, I want this new job, I want this new house, I want this new car. And instead, focus more on the character traits you have that are stopping you from growing. With each of these steps, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be a little transparent and share some of the things that have been revealed to me that I need to shift as I'm preparing for change. So for me, God has shown me I need to work on procrastination. I need to work on being more disciplined when it comes to my health and my fitness. 
These are two things that I'm constantly struggling with that if I don't hand over to God will prevent me from being ready for what God has next for me. So the first thing, you know, like I said, was to take an internal inventory of your life in this present moment. And the second thing is to assess your strengths and weaknesses. Assess your strengths and weaknesses. Prioritize what needs to be changed now. And this is key because so many times we can fixate on what's wrong with us, but we also need to acknowledge our strengths. When people in the military get ready for battle, they need to know not only what they need to work on, but also what they're good at to play towards their strengths. Take some time after praying about what God wants you to focus on to assess how your strengths and weaknesses help you or hurt you from working on those things. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 through 10 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. God is saying that my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all that more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Take hold of your strengths and your weaknesses, and look where God can help you use both to prepare for the future. This Bible verse is so powerful to me because it's not saying that we have to be perfect and that we need to have no weakness. It's acknowledging our weaknesses and using God as a way to help us to get stronger. And it's this way that transparency, vulnerability with God makes us stronger. Pretending that we don't have struggles, pretending like there's things that we don't need to work on or ignoring those things and hoping that somewhere down the line we'll eventually work on those things. Those Tactics will just not end up working for you. Those tactics will not work because we need to confess to God what we need help with. That is how you actually invite God into your heart. You invite him in to help you become strong in the areas where you're weak. So for me, I know my strengths are my ability to plan and the power of my words. My weaknesses are my difficulty following through with things I don't want to do, even though I need to do it. So my strengths can help me by creating a plan and giving myself encouragement to get me through those times when I don't want to do the thing. So that's the way that I'm kind of trying to assess my own strengths and weaknesses. I know what I'm good at, and I also know where I fall short. And so taking that initial prayer time to assess where I am in this moment helps me to have some clarity so that when I'm asking God to come in, it's not uh, you know, just a general, hey, God, come in here and help me out. It's no, I understand my strengths and you're revealing to me, God, my strengths and my weaknesses. And I know I don't have to be perfect, but by inviting you in, I know that the areas where I struggle can eventually become my strengths if I trust you with the process. So the third thing is to commit to quiet time with God, asking for clarity and also making space for the answer with silence. Number three, commit quiet time with God asking for clarity, and also making space for the answer with silence. Psalm 62 verse 5 through 7 says, For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory. 
My mighty rock, my refuge is God. One more time. For God alone, O my soul, waits in silence, for my hope is from him. He is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory. My mighty rock, my refuge is God. Asking God for help and guidance and advice is necessary. It helps you to build a relationship with God and forces you to be introspective. But a big mistake we often make is not being silent and actually waiting for the answer. We often have no problem, you know, asking for what we need help with or asking for what we want. But out of impatience, we often decide to do what we want to do and hope God catches up with us later. Resist that urge. We have to get comfortable waiting on God, pausing, sitting in silence, no distractions, just prayer time with God. For me, I will be trying to pray more in an intentional way that becomes ritual. So rather than, you know, I'm in bed and so right before I get out of bed, I just close my eyes again and I pray. Or as I'm walking around, I'm like, oh my goodness, I haven't prayed today. Let me just say a quick prayer. What I'm trying to do is to like actually get up, get down on my knees in a position of submission in a closed and quiet room, phone not in sight and just praying to God and then waiting for the answer. You know, taking, if I took five minutes to pray, then take five minutes of silence, 10 minutes to pray, 10 minutes of silence, really just sitting in that stillness and quiet so that, so that I can really wait for the answer. Now, I'm the first to say that sitting in silence and being quiet can feel so awkward because our minds may wander or there's other things that we want to do. But I'm here to encourage us to rest in God, to trust that when you surrender to God, he will prepare us for what's next. The mistake we make is taking on ourselves as projects without having a full blueprint, the blueprint that God actually has. At the end of the day, there are things we think we need to work on, but only God knows the exact areas of our lives that need to work on before he can take us to that next space. God speaks to us in still, quiet voices. Sometimes it's loud and booming. Sometimes there's sign after sign after sign. And sometimes God is just waiting for us to slow down, to be quiet, and to actually listen to him. I know that there's times that we can think about in the past that we have prayed about an issue, but we didn't wait for an answer before we acted. We just did stuff. We, we told ourselves, okay, God will take care of it. Or even just subconsciously, we prayed and then out of impatience, we did what we wanted to do anyway. And then we pray afterwards, asking God to clean it up. Preparing for the future, preparing for the shift means acknowledging that only God knows what the plan is. So we would be foolish to not wait on him. It would be foolish to build a house without first seeing the blueprint. It would be foolish for us as a worker to just start building a, a, a house without knowing whether or not the, the head overseer, the head builder, wants it to be a, a store, a home, a mansion, an apartment. Just building without having guidance is foolish. So we have to push ourselves to wait, to be silent, to wait for instruction, to wait for guidance. And it's really something that I know that I have to work on. There are times that I'm praying and I just get into... I don't want to call it a rut or a habit, but it's like, okay, well, I know I have to pray because I just woke up. I know I have to pray because I, I'm going to bed. But I don't take that next step of saying, okay, I have just prayed, so now I need to be silent. What is God going to reveal to me in this silence? I need to pray with expectation that when I take a pause, when I take a break, God will step in. And that's something that's actually hard to do because sometimes we feel like the prayer is sufficient. The prayer is enough. 
But the Bible tells us in more ways than one that we need to sit in our silence. Like it says in Psalm 62 verse 5, Oh my soul, wait in silence for my hope is from him. If we know that it can be overwhelming to plan for the future, to prepare for the future, we also have to know that trusting in God and having God as our source of hope is how we can get through that anxiety, how we can let go of some of those fears about what's next, what's going to happen, what do I need to do, what do I need to fix, that go, 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 go mentality. God is asking us to rest in him, to trust in him, to yes, there are things you need to work on, but to even know what areas to work on, we have to slow down and to say, God, what do you need from me? Reveal to me, show me. I submit to you. I open my heart humbly to you. And I'm ready for you to tell me what I need to work on. We need to let go of that arrogance of, well, I'm just going to do it anyway. Or I'm impatient, so I just need to do it. It's, it's arrogance sometimes. And I can admit to myself those moments when I feel like God is taking too long, so let me do it myself. And ultimately, all I end up hurting is myself. And ultimately, also I'm doing what I'm doing is hurting my relationship with God because not waiting for his answer. We're not working on communicating. We're not building that foundation of communication and trust and hope and love. Anytime I try to do things on my own and I, and I just say, you know what, forget it. I'll figure it out. I'm taking the key person, the key entity out of that equation. I'm literally removing God from the decision-making process. And that only hurts my outcome and also hurts my relationship with God. So the best thing that I can do as I'm preparing for the future, the best thing that we both can do as we're preparing for the future is to take a moment, like I said, to take inventory, to assess our strengths and weaknesses, and then to wait on God so he can tell us, what, what do I need to work on immediately? What do I need to work on next? What is important? What is stopping me? What, we need to be more curious when it comes to God. More than just when do I get what I want, just more of a curiosity. God, show me how you're working. Show me how you're moving. You know, I know you're not going to show me all this stuff, but let me see the next step. Show me, guide me, mold me, change me. These are the things that we need to be asking God to do. And sometimes it can be hard to do that because asking God to be in control is acknowledging that we are not in control. And that is hard. But I have found the deeper and deeper that I get into my faith, the more that letting go of control makes me feel safer because I know that if all the decisions were up to me, I would be lost. But when I know that some of the decisions, if I put it in God's hand, I trust God way more than I trust myself. So that's what I want to encourage you to do. To see the spaces where when you act impatiently or impulsively without waiting for God to give you instruction, you're making room for mistakes. You're making room for things you're going to have to fix in the future because you weren't waiting in the present. And you're also damaging that free flow of communication between you and God. If you talk to God, let him talk back. If you ask him a question, let him answer. We know that God is listening, but we also need to get prepared to listen to God too. And then the last thing that I will say is that we have to get comfortable with change. The last thing we need to do to prepare for change is to get comfortable with change. What do I mean by that? Change is anxiety-inducing because the known feels safe and secure while the unknown feels out of control and scary. We have to prioritize flexibility over perfection. What I mean is our attempts to control things, we fool ourselves into believing that if we do A plus B, it will definitely equal C. 
But even when you know exactly what you're doing, that doesn't stop the variables in life. Change catches us off guard because we see stability as the norm and the changes as the disruption of our norm. But it's time to shift that paradigm, shift that mindset, because change is the norm. Change is the norm. Nothing stays the same. Life changes, relationships change, society and the world is constantly changing. And more importantly, you have changed, you are changing, and you will continue to change. When we normalize change, we avoid the fear because change becomes a part of life, like breathing. We can let go of trying to resist change and instead focus on personal resilience with confidence that whatever happens next, we will be okay. And that's what I mean by flexibility. One of the things that I have learned, the older and older I get, the more I try to adhere to a specific plan, and if it doesn't fail, then I, if it doesn't work out, then I'm a failure, and life is going to end because things didn't work out exactly how I wanted, that kind of mindset is exhausting. What I try to do is to continually work on myself and work on my relationship with God so that whatever happens, I'm just prepared for it. So, yeah, you know, one of the examples I'll use is, you know, my husband and I were preparing to try to expand our family. And there's been ups and downs, challenges, good news and bad news, and, and all of those things mixed up. But what helps me to move forward, not knowing will I get pregnant in April, May, March, June of 2023, I don't know. But what helps me is to know that because I trust God and because I'm working on myself and I'm asking God where are the areas I need to work on, I trust that even if I don't know what the next steps are, whatever comes, I'll be okay. It is an illusion that we're in control. Even in moments where we think we're in control, we aren't. And the sooner that we accept that, the sooner that we stop seeing the our life as in this black and white, we're failures or we're successful, we, are, we have it all together or we're an absolute mess. The sooner that we let go of this idea that if we just do things the right way or life would fall into place if, if just X, Y, Z thing happened, it is an illusion. It is a false narrative that our mind tried because we want things to be orderly, right? Because if we can make sense that A plus B equals C, then life feels more fair. What is more difficult to accept is that there are going to be times when you do everything right and the wrong outcome still happened. Or you can do everything wrong and but for the, and because of the grace of God, you are saved from whatever mistake, the consequences of the mistake you make. Sometimes when we think that life is not fair, what it ultimately comes down to is as human beings, we don't necessarily understand how the world works. And we try to make it make sense. We try to make things orderly. We try to make sense of things that happen. And then every so often, something will happen that remind us that we're not in control, like the pandemic, like losing your job, even if you're doing the best that you can, like a relationship ending, even when you're giving it your best. The sooner that we acknowledge that we're not in control, the sooner that we acknowledge that change is inevitable, it's not something that we can avoid. And in fact, trying to avoid it makes life more difficult. Change will happen. The sun rises, the sun sets. Spring comes, summer comes, then fall, then winter. Life is constantly changing. And the more we try to sit in how we are today and thinking that it's never going to change or that we don't want to change or we resist it, the more we do that, the more we put ourselves at a disadvantage for being actually prepared for what God has for us. If we don't accept that change is inevitable, then we won't prepare for it. It's like, how can you study for a test that you don't know is coming up? 
If you expect change, you prepare for change. You develop resilience. You develop flexibility. You say, you know what, me, Nisi, I've been through some things and I know that there are things that I thought I would never get through and yet here I am. So as a result, I need to have that same energy. I need to keep that same energy. I need to keep that same energy of being comfortable with change and not being upset or feeling like life is going to end just because things didn't work out or because things are changing and we wish they could stay the same, but life is happening. I'm a living proof of that. Like I said, it feels like just yesterday I had turned 30. And now with my second birthday in the pandemic and me realizing that who knows what next year is going to hold. So I just have to sit in this moment, ask God to mold me and change me so that when tomorrow comes, I'll be as prepared as possible. There's no way to be prepared for everything. But what I can do is invite God in. Psalms 112 verse 7 says, He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm and change in trusting in the Lord. I'll just read it one last time. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. The reason why I wanted to end on this Bible verse is that because some of us, whether you're struggling with anxiety or you have fears about the future or there's so much unknown that it becomes overwhelming because we don't know what tomorrow's going to hold. I don't know what to do about today. For some of us, change is bad news. The fact that we are not going to be in control of our lives for the rest of our lives is so disconcerting and unsettling. But your heart can still be firm by trusting in the Lord. No, I don't trust the government. I don't trust society. I don't trust people who've hurt me in the past. I don't trust, you know, capitalism. I don't trust the economy. I don't even trust my own judgment sometimes. But I do trust God. I trust that he knows better than me. I trust that he wants what's best for me. I trust that he can help me guide, guide me to make the right decisions. I trust when I open my heart to, to him that he'll show me the ways that he wants me to use my gift, talents, and abilities to get closer to my purpose. I trust him. And so, yes, it can be hard to accept that change is inevitable and nothing will change the same, stay the same. It's the same. Like right now, there are moments, I'll, I'll share a little bit before I move on. On my birthday... I'm not the biggest birthday person. Um, I wasn't really a big birthday person when I was younger because my birthday is usually around Easter time. So we would have spring break and stuff like that. And my friends would travel and I would just feel so alone. Or I, my birthday would be during spring break for college. And so all my friends would be away and I'd be by myself. So I really am not always the biggest birthday person. And then when I turned 23, my mom sat me down and said, you cannot let another birthday pass without doing something special for yourself. So from 23 to 30, I was having big birthdays for myself. In fact, my 30th birthday was like a three-day long, you know, turn up with my friends. We went to this really great restaurant. Then we went to brunch the next day. Then we went to a party and we just had a time. So now to be the day after my birthday. And I definitely still had an amazing birthday. I'm grateful for my husband who still made the day special. He got me these really sweet gifts, beautiful flowers, took me out to my favorite restaurant with my mom that we haven't been to in over a year. You know, I'm grateful for that. But even just seeing the ways that life has ebbed and flowed, that in one moment I'm having a three-day-long birthday celebration with like I want to say at least 20 of my friends. Really, I have this picture that we took from the brunch, the day party that we went to after we went to brunch. And there's at least 20 people in that picture. And now to have something that's smaller and more low key, to me, it's just representative of the fact that nothing stays the same. 
that anything can change in a moment, that there's no guarantees in life. And on the one hand, I could be frustrated by that. I could be frustrated by the fact that, you know what, this is another quarantine birthday and I couldn't turn up like I wanted to. But what I can do instead of having that mindset is just accepting that things change. You know, who knows if we're going to go through another global pandemic? Who knows what things are going to look like? I know for me and my job, my boss doesn't want us going back into the office until 2022. So we're constantly having to get new trainings on how to be an attorney and to, to cooperate with the court virtually because this might be our new normal. I say all that to say, and, and the reason why I wanted to end on that note is understanding that when your heart is firm with God, that is a more firm foundation than depending on anything else that happens in this world. The world is constantly changing and God stays the same. He is still loving. He still endures. He's still patient and kind. And yes, he's a God of justice. So sometimes bad things happen because, you know, cause and effect kind of situation. But ultimately, I trust God. I trust him with my mind, body, and my spirit. I trust what he's going to do next. And so that's what I wanted to encourage you guys with. You know, I want you to focus on while, you know, I want you to focus on these things while you're preparing for the season of change. We have to look inward and invite God to show us what areas of our lives need attention. We need to assess our strengths and our weaknesses so we can use that to prepare for our future. We need to be still and to make time to hear God, not just to talk to God, but to hear God. And we need to normalize change so it does not catch us off guard. So speaking of change, now that we're at the end of me sharing some of those things that I'm trying to implement in my life as I'm preparing for this season of change, this podcast will be going through some changes too. Most of the changes are going to be relating to the Instagram page. So I will be changing the name of the Instagram page from my strength and my shield to your sis Nisi. Many of you are here because you found out about the podcast through my blog. It's been put into my heart to find more ways to connect with those of you that listen to this podcast. More and more on the Instagram, I've been putting out more posts, engaging with you guys through polls, and reaching out to you guys individually to see how I can pray for you. My Tumblr blog is Your Big Sis Nisi, and it echoes how I feel when you guys come to me for advice. You know, I'm not your pastor, your mom, and I don't, or anything like that. I don't have all of the answers. I'm just your sis, someone who's gone through some things and wants to share my wisdom to help you go through things. I'm here as a resource as a prayer warrior, as your sister in Christ. And I wanted the Instagram to reflect that. Now, of course, the Instagram is still going to have updates about the podcast. I still plan on putting that out every week and to continue with the format that we have of the spiritual and self-care portion. And then the next week, you guys will send in questions to me. And a lot of those questions get fielded through the Instagram. So if you want to have one of your questions answered on the next episode coming up, you know, sticking around for the Instagram, being engaged on the Instagram, connecting through the Instagram is going to be the best way to get your questions on there. In addition, once a week on the Instagram, I will share some of my favorite things that have helped me. For those of you who have been listening for a while, you know that I share certain things in the self-care section, right? I've shared different, you know, journals I've used or different skincare I've used or different tactics to deal with things like trauma and stress, right? And I want to do that on the Instagram page too. Sometimes it'll be my favorite things that I bought, but most of the times it'll probably be things that will cost you nothing that have been invaluable to my life. I'm thinking of calling it Friday Faves, but you know, I'm working on it, working on it. So you definitely want to check out the Instagram for those updates. And for more information, you can always go to the show notes and they'll give you more information for how to stay connected with the podcast. 
And I'm excited to use my platform platform in more of a way that is more like a community. Now, I want to be very clear. I want you to listen to me, okay? Because there has been so much going on in the church recently. So much mess, so much confusion, so much scamming, so much. There's so much, okay? First and foremost, I am not an influencer. I'm not going to be here trying to sell you things or handing out affiliate codes or anything like that. I'm not a YouTuber. Not, not saying that I'm opposed to that, right? I'm just wanting it to be clear what I have this platform and this podcast for. I am opposed to the idea that self-care must be connected to buying things. I think it's a shame and a travesty how the the ways that it's been commodified, that you know, for skincare, you need to buy this $120 serum because it has the cure to all of the things that you need. And yes, there was a time when it was very prevalent, like in the skincare. Uh, fields where people were doing 12-step skincare routines. And so if you're buying at minimum $20 for each thing that you're buying, that's $240 worth of product for your face, right? Now, uh, to be clear, I do like to spend a little something something for skincare. That is one thing that I will definitely invest in, but I am not going to try to push this narrative that in order for you to have healing, in order for you to have spiritual growth, you have to buy something. So... I will be sharing things that I genuinely use or free things that I incorporate that you should incorporate too. And, you know, I've been talking about on this podcast wanting to write a book for years. So you might find that popping out, but it's not going to be a self-help book where I'm trying to get you to buy more stuff. Um, and, you know, if the continue, community continues to grow, if there's like shirts or things that we want to put out together so that we can all match and stuff, you know, I'm, I'm open to those things. But really, I know a lot of you trust me and have been listening for years or following my blog for years. And I don't want you to think that the change in name or the fact that I'm using Instagram more or the fact that I'm trying to get more engagement means that the intentions that I have have changed or that the dynamic is going to change. Do I want more listeners and followers? Yeah, of course. But that's mostly because I have so much fun doing this that connecting with you guys, it's like the more the merrier. But I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm here if you need me even when you don't, and I'm still praying for you. And I just wanted, I know it's not necessary to share this part of it because it's like, okay, you changed the Instagram page, who cares? It matters to me because I'm seeing more and more people being manipulated out of their money in the name of self-care or Christianity. We all want to live comfortably, to have money, to be financially stable. And a lot of people are preaching about different streams of income. And I am a person that is very much, you know, there's a time when I was also a professor while also being an attorney. And my husband and I are in the process of eventually planning to have our own property and different things like that. Those things are important. But I want you to know that with this podcast, this podcast is not a cash grab. The Instagram page is not a cash grab. I want you guys to be engaged, to feel connected, and to know that I'm here. And I've been having great conversations with you guys on Instagram. So don't be surprised if I randomly send you a message to just say, hey, how can I pray for you? But other than that, beyond that, I'm just saying in a commitment to you that this is not a cash grab. Um, for years that I've had this podcast, there's a donate page that if you go to the website, you can donate if you want to. Or if you, you want to you know, donate to the show, you can. But I don't advertise that. Why? Because I don't want you to feel obligated to do anything other than to work on yourself. And if at any point you feel like some of the things that I'm pushing out are not in line with your spiritual needs and your self-care, I that would break my heart. There are certain influencers that I've had to unfollow because their entire Instagram feed has become an ad. 
you know, I followed you for your Bible scriptures and now you're trying to sell me flat tummy tea. I don't really get that, right? Now, again, I'm not knocking anybody's hustle. I think get it where you can, you know, get in where you fit in. I'm not going to criticize anybody, especially not black women, especially not women, not women of color who have had it so hard in life. I'm not going to, you know, look down on you because you tried to figure out different ways to get different financial stability. I'm just saying that for me, this podcast is a passion project of mine. It always will be. I'm always going to encourage you to work on yourself. I'm never going to come to you saying that I'm perfect. Look at me, look at my relationship and do what I do so that you can be perfect. Absolutely not. Please don't ever put me on a pedestal because y'all not going to knock me down like how you knocked down Derek Jackson, okay? I am not perfect. I am not an influencer and I'm not here to do anything other than to share my testimony as a way to give glory to God. That is it. This is my commitment to you. I'm not going to be using this platform as a way to get more money out of you. I'm not trying to get you to do anything that doesn't go in alignment with what God has for you. And when I share my favorite things, you know, I'm a person who loves skincare. So I might share something that costs me $5 or I might share something that doesn't cost anything. Or I might share my favorite journals or my planners or I might share, you know, something that I bought off of Amazon, but I'm not going to necessarily include an affiliate link because I don't want you guys to feel like I'm sharing things just so that I can get something back. Again, not knocking anybody's hustle. Eventually, I've talked about on this podcast, it would be great to have sponsors. It would be great to have all of those things. But in the interim, I've had this podcast for over four years now. You know, I've had this for a while. Haven't had a single sponsor, but I still love doing this. I have ideas coming down the pike of different interviews that I want to do with other people who are Christian-centered, self-care-centered, therapy-centered, mental health-centered. I have so many things that are lined up for this podcast. And the way that I can keep doing it is because it's not a job. It's something that I'm passionate about. So yes, I might miss a week, but I'm always going to come back. (laughs) Or if I don't, I'll let you know. But I just wanted to make it clear what this space is. This space is truly about sharing my testimonies, sharing my struggles, being transparent, being honest, because I truly think that that's what the church needs. I think that that's what the church has been missing. Honesty, transparency, vulnerability, openness. That's what's been missing. There's a lot of judgment. There's a lot of trying to be perfect or appear perfect. There's a lot of trying to sell you on the image of Christianity. There's a lot of pastors out here wearing $2,000 sneakers and trying to be trendy and trying to sell you on a dream. All I'm trying to do here, and you guys can call me on my BS, if from this moment on you, you hear this commitment from me, and if I stray away from that, feel free to call me out. For the handful of you guys that have been walking with me since the beginning, and for those of you who are new here, I just want you to know what this is, what this space is, okay? So that's it. You know, on that note, thank you for listening all the way to the end. Leave a comment and rating on iTunes for this birthday, girl, and look out for more great stuff on the Instagram and more ways for us to connect and engage. So until next time, take care of yourself, beloved.